Oh, whoa. Why don't you look at that? I'm actually uh, self-centered in the frame. Damn, I guess they do say a picture says a thousand words and is a direct reflection of a person's most toxic characteristics. Who said that? Um, Clint Nelson at 11.51 a.m. Eastern on December 15, 2023. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've recorded an episode in the afternoon, well, technically early, late morning. I'm legitimately recording this almost at noon. This is how you know my life is in shambles. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am self-centered. Um, I didn't really have a deep dive about that. I just I always have a trouble setting the camera to center. I know sometimes a little to the left, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, back when everyone used to just do a feature with Santana and call it hits. I don't know if that was cultural appropriation, but I got all the hits, boy. Really, Santana has all the hits. I don't know if it would be Gringo. Um, <laughs> Gringo Poppy, kind of like this podcast. Whoo, low rating. Um, <laughs> this man literally said salsa and ketchup as a joke about salsa. The, Brendan Schaub just like feeds into stereotypes and like thinks it's funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Kind of like been my whole life. Uh, all my life. I dreamt about sitting in this half-assed broken chair that I didn't buy in an apartment that I renewed and instantly regret. Bad ventilation, crusty toes, but I have a nice smile and charisma. And apparently, most people like me. You know, you'll take it. You'll take it where you can get it. But yeah, welcome to episode 241 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. Sorry for the yelling. It's just actually kind of nice to not have to lower my voice. Unlike the last episode. Because no one's here. Uh, Well, except, you know, the cat. I locked her into a bedroom. That sounded bad. Now I just realized her litter box is out here. And since I only have a basket to put my clothes, she's probably going to pee all over it. Even though I fed her treats this morning. I would literally be the dad that just feeds my kid, like, <laughs> whatever is convenient. And I cook all the time. And, you know, when I raise my kids, you know, I'm going to cook for them. I'm going to teach them how to do stuff. You know, it's like, son, there's only two things you need to learn how to cook on this earth. Meat and eggs. Everything else. It's for her. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hopefully. Because um, <laughs> you can't bank on it. A lot of women can't cook. Um, <laughs> luckily, not the case for me. I have a, a lot of generations of women that have cooked lovely dishes for me. And I'm very grateful. Because the alternative of being with someone <laughs> that cooks worse than you. I'm not trying to make it gender focused, but I'm sorry. Like, 
Cooking is a life skill. Like, what do you do every day? What do you put in your mouth? Well, I know a few things you don't have to cook. <laughs> Just got to prime up. Um, <laughs> oh, you'll hydrate, baby. Get it prime. All right, never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll come 15 minutes early. Sorry, that's all. another joke that only people in your work capacity would understand. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm going to get fired one day. But anyways, sour pink lemonade is the drink for today. I'm doing a daily drink special. Like These things work. I don't care what people say. You feel my energy? I know you hear the gulps in the microphone. Because, wow, that shit is lemony. Lemony snicket. Because it's about to be an unfortunate series of events you're about to witness. Um... <laughs> There's a title. But yeah, episode 241 of the Off Podcast with Clint Nelson. I am your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. <clears throat> Sorry, whoopsies. Um, but yeah, recording this at 11, well, 11.56 a.m., almost noon, Eastern for the archives. Yeah, you know, I am back on I am back on a maximizing my free time schedule. It's something that I believe everyone is having trouble with these days is maximizing their time. Um time is one of those here we go with the f- philosophical. Time is just a construct of society. No. But time is really that's all we are. We're just fighting against time, right? We're fighting against how much time we have to spend doing this in exchange to be able to do this. How much money do we need to make? How much do we need to be at work? How much time do we need to do the outside stuff to take care of errands, responsibilities? And just have like, you know, a semblance of making those, going to do those responsibilities worthwhile. Like it's crazy how, like for me, all I need is two hours a day to just do something that I want to do that day. Like, it's kind of my life rule to myself, and I'm always really good about it. It's been harder recently just because of, you know, work schedule hours and stuff. But I've still been pretty good about it because I went into the mindset of, hey, I'm not going to let this deter me from making time to do things. I have to wake up, sacrifice an hour or two of sleep that I wouldn't get before. But doing something one hour, hour and a half, two hours a day, that is just something you've chosen to do, something you enjoyed to do, it may have no impact of making your life better five years now. But it's just something that makes the rest of the day of what you're doing worthwhile. I think what we have a problem with is enough people don't have stuff that they like to do to justify all the shit they don't like to do. But we kind of live in this world where to prove that we're good members of society, we need to be doing something that's contributing to us financially and being responsible, which is the case for 99% of people. We have to dedicate 8, 10, 12 
14 hours a day to do that just to have enough financial stability to be able to afford living under something and be able to afford necessities just to maybe have two or three hours a day for everything else we need to do. That's kind of the fucked up part, right? Like everything is set up for as much opportunity there is. Everything is not set up for everyone to fulfill or succeed at the stuff they envision themselves. And it and really what I'm starting to realize it's really just about survival of the fittest out here. Literally. <laughs> uh, Jesus, even though all those free food at work, it catches up with you. Um, but it really is about all we are is just fighting against having time to sleep, having time to enjoy. Forget, you know, just spending time with your loved ones because that goes out of the fucking window. Um <laughs> It's when you when you're at a point in life like I'm kind of look I'm not a young young man but I'm young in spirit I'm young ish I'm 28 you know life hasn't you know given up on me yet but like if I were to stop pursuing things I enjoy if I stopped doing things I enjoy for three or four months I would be I would fall into alcoholism I'd fall into all the worst vices men. Or really anyone could fall into. Gambling, just saying, fuck it. I don't care if I lose it all. But doing all this stuff, when you care about what you do, it makes you rational with everything you work for. And you also become a lot more mindful of your time. You don't care to do things you don't enjoy. I think that's the beautiful thing about as you get older. Is that you actually are more honest about what you enjoy and what you don't care to spend your time doing like legitimately and you are okay that if people don't fall in that then you're okay with it um i think that's how typically with friends like long distance not long distance but long long ago friends is that you know um, things just kind of change. Like, you don't have time to sit there and hear someone complain all day. This sounds like it's personal. I promise it's really not. Um, and it, like, I really, like, I, I gotta admit, I, I can't stand bitching and complaining about things. Like, you know, someone said it best yesterday. I, I forgot where I heard it from, but they said... People that get, uh, I was about to say aroused. Well, I guess you can get aroused. I guess technically arousal is really just when you're like, oh shit, like up in arms about something. Well, sometimes you could be up in arms when aroused. Um, <laughs> King to Ka, bitch. Um, wow, I felt like you were going 128 miles per hour. And you're like, if I did, I would have no hips. Because, boy, these are getting brittler by the day. Um, <laughs> um, 
shit, what the fuck, god damn it, Clint, you really fuck everything up, um, <laughs> no, but, um, whoa, Jesus, what the fuck, we love talking about Clint, see, this is why I need a producer, kind of like, they're like, oh, you're talking about this, see, when you're a man with one brain, you go insane, and you say, poom, poom, let me get your sister's name um <laughs> oh hey soul sister uh i'll give you a train of thought it's the hardest i'm not making this extra um but yeah so oh so when you have this um there's this thing about time time no, but, um, so when you are really going about your life and what, the older you get about shit, oh, bitching and complaining, yes, yes, okay, so the, the thing that someone said was people, they get up in arms, they get mad about everything, are really people that have nothing that they enjoy doing in their life. So they have to have something that gives them a very intense feeling of emotion. We all have to find things that give us great, intense feeling of emotion. That's my point of view, right? Even the most unemotional person has to do something that makes them feel emotional. Like joy, happiness, intensity, struggle. Like, you know, in a voluntary struggle, not like... Oh, it's my two peas and some bread, you little chitlin. Um, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't know if I was trying to be British or an Aussie. Um, cause, uh, see, Nice crack there. Nice tailbone. <laughs> you want to get the tail end of this bone? Um, <laughs> welcome to Lion King 2.5. Most underrated Lion King movie, by the way. They probably put the least amount of effort in that Lion King two and a half, where it's centered around Timon and Pumbaa, but it's the best Lion King movie. By Ice Ages, ha <laughs> uh, man, this podcast will be on episode three thousand eighty-five. Still sitting here talking about Lion King two and a half. Um, nostalgia. I never really saw Ice Age. They were more, Ice Age was more known for their promotion about the fucking, what is it, the little thing chasing the nut and the ice thing. Like, I I never understood the appeal of it. Like, it was funny. Like, as a child, it's funny. But just watching something for five minutes chase this thing going, I'm sure there's some deep symbolism behind it. Oh, it's actually the setup, the screenplays, they set up the theme of... Uh, it's just this endless wonderland and it's all in your imagination. I don't know why I was imitating someone's voice with a lisp. Uh. But yeah. That is the master of promotion, right? Because I, I have never seen Ice Age, any of the movies. I never have. I've only seen the intros because they show it in commercials or came across on YouTube. People make memes about it. I don't know. But, but any jizzaboo. Um, 
So the Chargers, this is recording on a Friday, so Thursday night football. The Chargers got uh, thumped. Let's just say they got west. They went out west and got sticked. Well, not really west. Technically, they went east. Or were they already in L.A.? I don't know where they play. No, they were playing at the Raiders. Well, anyway, even if they're at home, the away team is the home team. So, they went out west. Um, I hate when people say that stuff like, oh, western civilization or, oh, western woman or, oh, western traditions. It's like, I don't know why I think, like, America's, like, east. I know it doesn't make sense on the hemisphere of the globe. You know, not exactly the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) But I'll trick a couple shots in your nothing but net swish basket. Um, Because, damn, girl, you got a nice basket there. <laughs> Trying to let me drop a few eggs in there. Um, <laughs> you know my favorite color is orange cream. Um, <laughs> this always tasted amazing. Mr. Cadbury. Um, here comes Peter Cottontail. I don't know where I was going with that. Um. But <laughs> I'm such a fool. No other reason why you come to this podcast and just hear someone talk absurdity, right? But so, yeah, sixty-three to twenty-one. Um, why does anyone care about the game? You know, it's the great. You know, we have Mahomes, Josh Allen, QB duels. You know, in the 2000s, we had Brady versus Manning. Back in the day, we had Montana versus Boomer Esiason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's actually plenty of great QBs. I don't know why. Like, I mean, like, you know, Montana versus Marino. And, you know, in today's decade, we have Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. You know? Um, <laughs> Jaden O'Connell. I know we're getting sports here, you know. I don't know if you guys remember. I actually used to talk about sports. It's supposed to be a combination of sports. But, you know, when you don't really have time to watch sports, I don't have much input or much analysis. But when I watch sports, I know what the fuck I'm seeing. And I didn't watch the game because, you know, I work and shit. But I saw... Um, But as you guys know, I do, you know, parlay gamble. And... 63 to 21 is pretty self-explanatory. You didn't need to watch the game. Basically, the Chargers, I watched the 15-minute highlights. Like, every fourth play about the Chargers, someone was just fumbling the fucking ball. Like, these guys legitimately can't hold on to the fucking ball. And I do believe fumbling. You know, it really is like fumbling the bag with money. Someone just constantly just loses money. You can give someone $10,000 if they lose, if you give someone $200 and they lose it in a day or two doing stupid shit, you give someone $10,000. They're going to lose it maybe in a week or so anyways. Like, people are the same with the amount of money you give them. They're either going to maximize what you give them or they're going to fuck it up. And they were literally fumbling the bag last night. They were fumbling all over the place. Easton Stick, like, it, I mean, look, you saw something. The dude has no clue of his pocket awareness. He kind of has a weird motion. He kind of looked like he was not scared to get tackled. I'm not going to call it, but the definitely do. He saw a 280-pound defensive lineman. He started moving a little different, a little more quick twitch in the ankles. He was like, oh, shit. 
The man I remember was like drafted like five or six years ago. And I was like, I didn't even know the dude was still on the team. Like when I kept up more with the drafts and stuff. I never seen him play. And I'm like, oh, North Dakota. Like, yeah, he's probably all right. You know, I don't know the highlight. He didn't look all that bad. But when, when your team is fumbling every five play, I mean, he did have that terrible screen pass that was just like. But yeah, when you throw a screen pass and they intercept you before it even gets it, like not even like it went to the receiver and the corner just made like beat it to the play where it was a far, like the dude just came up through the slide, Jack Jones, and just basically like, I know it's coming here. You guys are doing some predictable pass play. Snatched that bitch, took it 18 yards to the end zone, called it a night. When they were already down like 49 to 7 and that made it 56, or it may have been a little bit earlier or later. But, like, you know, Brandon Staley, um, I don't, I'm not really an advocate of just, like, firing everyone. But at the same time, you play one game without Herbert. You play one game without your star quarterback. And there's been a lot of criticism toward Herbert. You know, he, his record is this and that and the other. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you want to talk about me being 30 and 32? Oh, he's overrated, whatever. See what happens when I don't play? Like, the, like there's no hope in the offense. The defense just gives up. And they drop 63. Now, I know we don't play, but if they're scoring 56, I can at least put 40 on the board with anyone you give me. He didn't even have Ke- Now, he didn't have Keenan Allen last night, so I don't know. It may have been a little bit more scoring, but... May have stayed on the field longer. Maybe their defense was good. But it just goes to show that before everyone's just like, oh, dude. like, I can't believe. I, there was actually a real conversation of a, a real NFL former executive analyst, all these people saying, would you trade the first overall pick? Would you, if you're the Chargers, do you trade her? After they just paid him, like, a big $260 million contract way. If you have, would you call up the Bears and just trade Herbert for that number one pick to get Caleb Williams? And you're like, the fuck? Like, I'm not saying Caleb Williams can't be good, but, like, there's already, like, this year with USC... They had a lot of issues on defense stuff, and he carried them to whatever. But just know, like, what was with this, like, a guy that's actually a proven commodity who's really fucking good. Like, on his worst day, he's a top 7, 8 QB, regardless of what you think. Like, do you really think Caleb Williams is coming there and they're going to win more with their current situation? No, it doesn't really fucking matter. You you have a systematic, you have enough decent players, but you don't really have enough high-end players other than Herbert and Keenan Allen, who's still playing at a high level. And you just got really a bunch of guys playing receiver out there, some really not so good. Eckler can't really run the ball. Hey, you know, you really watch it. He's not actually really good at being a running back. He's a nice like slot receiver. And whatever. 
And then they got some defensive studs. You know, Khalil Mack is still playing at a high level. Uh, Joey Bosa, when healthy, still pretty damn good. But other than that, Derwin James was getting burnt out of his asshole last night. Their corners, J.C. Jackson's not even on the team. They traded him, and then he got bent. Like, dude was just, I don't know what happened to that dude. But the point is, is, and then you got a coach that looks like, he looks like a chess player that, like, legitimately just put on an NFL logo hat and just started stealing signs, and he's like, I'm the head coach now because I just blackmailed you bitches, and if you guys don't tell them, and if you guys don't make me the head coach, I'm exposing everyone. Because there's no reason, now that you're 5-9, and nine, I believe, there's no reason that dude should be the coach anymore. Like, when you have that level of a quarterback, and you are that incompetent when you play one game without him. And the quarterback, Easton Stick, wasn't even terrible. Like, I mean, look, he didn't play all that great. And he looked a little eh, iffy in some ways, but your issues are way above the quarterback. And what we saw last night is that Herbert makes a team without him would legitimately, if they played 17 games without this dude, they would legitimately win like three games. Maybe. And that's if they have average quarterback play. Which, with Easton Stick, they're not going to have quote-unquote average quarterback play. Let's just be real about it. Like Herbert really masked a lot of issues. So before you think about just trading a guy who has put up elite numbers... Who has, see, he has flaws in his game, sure. But his high end and his consistency overall is pretty damn good. So yeah, anyways, now there's your sports section of the week. Um, Let's talk about things that matter. Draymond Green. Um... (laughs) So he's been, and here we go, the continued sports section that I just ended. Draymond Green, you know, basically flung his arms around Conkle accidentally to sell a call and smack Yusuf Nurkic on the ground. Like, legitimately, it wasn't like, he wasn't like, Nurkic didn't sell anything. Um, He bought it. Um, <laughs> He bought that shit. <laughs> and... Went to the ground with it. Um, and Draymond Green's been suspended indefinitely. And the weirdest part is after he said, You guys know I'm not one to apologize for anything. And anytime someone says, I'm not someone to apologize for anything, you just got to ignore everything they ever say. Because anyone that says, I'm not going to apologize for anything. You're basically just saying no matter what I do, just because I have a strong belief system and intent, doesn't mean I should never really apologize. Right? And then he apologized for the impact of hitting Nurkic on accident. It's like, okay. But 
at some point you would put your team in a lot of bad situations, right? And I don't, and I really don't like when someone says when they're criticizing players for things that are not really. But this is basketball related. The dude is with Jimmy done a lot of stupid stuff and hides behind the uh, intensity he brings to the team or the value. Anytime, like it's always when you describe Draymond Green, these experts. Because the numbers outside of assist and, like, defensive stuff most of the years, um, they're not really flattering. So you have to be sold about Draymond Green. Oh, he'll only work in the Warriors structure. Oh, because if he goes to another team and they expect him to drop, like, 20 games, it's not going to happen. Okay, we all have roles and fit and whatever. But... We, we can't hide behind, quote, unquote, it's all about the intangibles and it's all about basketball IQ because that's one of the biggest uh, strengths of his or the positive things they say, but positive things they say about Draymond Green. And then you do a lot of stupid stuff in the finals that legitimately potentially cost your team to win another title. Um. He's had instances in the playoffs with technicals where it cost him to be suspended for a game because he got too many technicals. Um, and, you know, punching a teammate last year during the offseason, which I don't know, seeing the way Jordan Poole plays now, you know what, probably the least, probably the least, probably the least offensive of all of them. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying punch your teammates, but I'm saying, it seems like Jordan Poole, his teammates, Kind of want to do the same to him sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, and never bet on Jordan Poole. I made a mistake one time. I'm like, oh, 16 and a half points. He's on a bad team. Playing a bad defense. He'll do all right. The man had nine points. He had four points at fucking halftime. Sorry. Always get a little attached to his gambling numbers. Uh, just going to drink my pink lemonade. Nothing sus about a grown man drinking out of a pink can named Sour Pink Lemonade. It kind of tastes like one of those, like, lightly alcohol, under underserved drinks you would get, like, Cheesecake Factory. He's sitting at the bar and they're like, hey, yeah, can I get, like, a, you know, a nice pina colada? With like a little bit, ugh. and they completely like give you half as much alcohol as you ordered, even though you just paid nine bucks for a little four ounce glass of shit. And you're like, all right. It's like I could have fucking bought a whole bottle of anything I fucking wanted for like thirty bucks and had eighty times the amount of this shit you gave me. That's why I don't drink alcohol in public. It's a waste of money. Oh, and you know, you might put yourself in a vulnerable situation, so I might take advantage of you, even as a guy. Um, you know what it's like to have people, woman specifically. <laughs> you know what it's like to have a woman touch a dick when you don't want them to? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not funny to joke about. Uh, I was a young man at one time, all right? Uh, but I've never really been into the going out and just 
go into a bar and get some drinks to meet people. That's always a weird thing. Like, it's like, oh, you live in fear. You're afraid of stuff happening. It's like, yes, I'm afraid of putting myself in a less than conscious state. Being taken advantage of. Some happening when I'm not at full capacity or fully capacitated to react appropriately. Um, when all your inhibitions are gone. Yeah, I don't like, you know, that's why. I, here's an unpopular opinion. Um, when it comes to doing stuff in public. It doesn't sound like I'm victim blaming. That's not the case. It's unfortunate when stuff happens, right? Like, someone, you know, you get taken advantage of. I'm not talking about the extreme stuff, like the RAPE stuff. What I'm talking about is people getting flirty with you, uh, getting your number and stuff, and you put yourself in highly questionable situations with people you don't know. And the next thing you know, you're in an Uber, you know, in the trunk. In the Fort Myers, Florida. Um, <laughs> dumped into the lake. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a fine line. Everyone just wants to have fun. But you got to have calculated fun. Here's Grandpa Clint coming in. Um, You know, we don't have education about... Oh, Jesus, sorry. Just farted. Ooh, the eggs are coming through. Good thing I'm home alone. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, God, my stomach's upset. But <laughs> I'm so, I've been having these side conversations with myself. That's the whole podcast. Um, but it's this fine line between wanting to go have fun with people. That's why it's important to be with people you trust, right? Whether that's your girlfriends or the bros be with people that will let you do what you want to do like you know hey have fun but we are going to be here to make sure no one take but the problem is people just we get in desperate points in life we just want to have fun oh my friends are always at work oh no one wants to hang out with me i need new friends i need new bitches and they go somewhere where another person is desperate for attention. They both seek each other's attention. And then uh, their attention seeking on a milk carton. Um, missing. Um, <laughs> that's not funny to joke about. But, you know, people got to take accountability for situations we put ourselves in. Like, you got to be aware of that. Not everyone out in public is there to just mingle and have fun with you. They may be trying to have fun, but maybe one-sided fun. <clears throat> Some people fake drink at these places. Like, oh, just put Sprite in there and, you know, whatever. Put fake whatever while you're drinking. And they're completely conscious of taking you home. Not that it's not consensual, stuff like that. So, I want to be clear. This I'm like, they know exactly like, oh, this will be easy. Like, they're consenting. They like me. Like, and it'll be much easier than if they were fully conscious and saw how ugly I really am and how unfunny I am. You know, 
that's what people rely on, right? It's like, I don't know, but would you want to also be with a guy that's like buying your $1,000 for 10 liters of bathtub you just laid in? You know, I don't know. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. At least, at least the guy that, you know, waited for you to get drunk, at least, you know, he's putting some effort. He's uh, He's hearing shit. He's hearing you talk about yourself when he doesn't really care to. You know, at least there's some effort, you know. I want to be clear here because I realize how all this I am not talking about unconsensual. I'm talking about when one person drinks, the other person doesn't really. And things happen naturally. And then one person has a different account of how the experience went compared to the other. One person is kind of taking advantage of someone who's drunk, which is not technically illegal unless it was forceful and stuff like that. But you're just kind of manipulating, knowing that someone's not all there. And if they weren't, they would probably at least wait another couple hours to sleep with you. But yeah, we just got to be more careful of what we do out here. But I don't know, you know, who am I to judge, speak about things? Uh, so yeah, anyways, moving on before demonetization, demonetization sinks in, um, no one drops albums anymore, well, apparently Kanye was supposed to drop that Vultures album with Ty Dolla Sign, and people were like, where is it at, um, Kanye literally does this all the time, which is part of the reasons, as much as I've said in a couple episodes ago, how much I appreciate Kanye for being real about, like, speaking about things. This is kind of stuff that does annoy me. I I don't really listen to Kanye's music, but, like, to have that type of fan base and be doing this shit, like, we're gonna drop, and then do this, and then you don't with no explanation, and then you're just like, it's kind of like with Lauryn Hill. Like, shows up hours late to a concert and says, it's a blessing for you that I'm here. Like, what kind of manipulation is, like, it's a blessing that I paid 180 bucks for to see you. Like, you haven't made a song in, like, 18 years. Like, if no one came to your concerts, you'd be relying on royalties, which are pretty slim these days, alright? And they have a lot of great hits, right? Um, so... I don't know. Um. So yeah. I have a lot going on in life. By a lot, I mean. It's not really a lot. It's not a lot of different things. It's just a lot in each category, right? trying to prioritize prioritization may be one of the hardest things to be honest to identify yourself with so well what to me i am not someone that values money in the sense that i am not gonna go and just kill my body and just do things blindly for money like that is not who I am, it's not what I care about, I have responsibilities, don't get me wrong, blah, 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 
Well, you know what I mean. Someone who just kind of, they will enslave themselves to anything and everything for a couple hundred bucks a week. And for me, at this point in my life, I've done that shit before. And it's not really worthwhile in the end. Um, so prioritizing that, this podcast, my health and fitness, my anything I enjoy, my writing, which has taken the biggest step back. And that's the hardest part. Because, you know, you get to a point where, like I talked about earlier, with time. What is the... Like, am I going to just have to sacrifice one thing completely? Am I going to have to sacrifice 10% of everything just to have everything I could possibly do in every category? What's going to sacrifice? Is it worth the sacrifice? Should I just say, fuck it, work minimally, part-time, and then put 100% everything else? And then hopefully in two years... However I'm getting by, I make it back and make one of these other... I don't know. But prioritization is, like, the I think the biggest struggle that everyone goes through. Because the, the easy thing, no one's going to look at you weird. Well, I mean, some, like, I might. No one's going to be judgmental of someone who is working way too hard or is making, quote, unquote, too much money. No one's going to judge someone for that. It's admiration. Now, if you're like, yeah, actually, I work, uh, I just work, I don't work more than 24 hours a week, you know, so my disability, even though I'm not disabled anymore, uh, so I get that as well, and so I have time to, you know, spend time doing graphic designs and spending time with my dog. You're gonna look at that guy and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, but I've actually got things popping, you know. I've actually uh, I got my thing at a competition, an art show. I could win like 100K. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because you're looking at that guy like, oh, this guy's kind of in a loony world. Like, oh, it must be nice to not have to work and all that stuff when you start getting to that, oh, life is unfair mentality, right? It's like, but... That person just prioritizes something different than you. As corny as it sounds, we all have the same amount of time in a day. Some of us have responsibilities, like you have children and stuff like that. Obviously, you're living by a different set of rules. But for people that don't have children, um, if you're working too many hours at your job at the end of the day, you have a choice to not work there. Oh, but the money is like, well, what matters to you more? Time or making a few extra hundred dollars a week that you could be doing some working somewhere else, maybe less pay for a period of time, but you'll have more time to do these other things. And you might save more money because you'll have more time to really think about what you want. And you can actually be more present to quote unquote invest in things and do research on things and blah blah blah. Have more time to do something else and make another stream of income instead of hoping it all comes from one avenue that requires so much of your time but priorities everyone has to design they have to be honest with themselves what matters to them what will make me 
regret the least year by year. Like, did I spend too much time doing this? Did I not spend enough time doing that? Did I not, did I, did I not make enough time for this, right? Am I spending too much time, quote unquote, in the gym? Which is some I'm I barely have time. Well, look, could I go more? Sure. Is it worth the exchange of other things? No. Which I actually think is good. That I don't put I enjoy working out and exercising, for example. But now I only go two or three times a week compared to five or six before. I'm actually a lot more stronger. I feel a lot better. But it's an exchange because since I'm working so much more, something's got to give. Because if I went to the gym five or six times, I wouldn't get sleep, etc. I wouldn't be able to do the show. I wouldn't be able to do the writing stuff. So, and so I know like in a month, I'll be able to do everything at a relative regular pace and things will get back to normal in a good way. But. You got to adjust to your times. I think that really is the biggest thing. Not letting circumstances not letting circumstances dictate what you believe in, how you operate. But you may have to adjust your priority of how much you do things depending on the period of time, right? So, I don't know, you know. <sighs> oh. I'm going to have to swallow that. Pause. Um, <laughs> uh, all I could think about is Activia when I was in priorities. Um, <laughs> so it's always kind of weird seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in that yogurt commercial, Activia. And literally 30 years later, she's, you know, trying to be stabbed by her brother um, <laughs> over some yogurt. I guess the new way, if they made a Halloween, you know, 25, it's funny that they just like the Halloween movies, like after a while, they get tired of even trying to be, they're like, this is Halloween, 2019, this is a 2019 version of Halloween, ah, the 2023, it's not even like a Halloween 3.8, like, yeah, Halloween again, no backstory, it's just Halloween, you guys know the deal, this is 2023 version, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. She could barely walk. Um, here she is eating yogurt in the mental hospital again because they're like, "Are you alluding that Michael Myers coming after you?" And she's like, "No, he fucking is. He's right there." And they're like, "Sweetie, you're hallucinating." And then, there goes their spinal cord. Um, uh, she's like, "I was in Freaky Friday, bitch." Um, and next thing you know, he takes the mask off, and it's actually Lindsay Lohan. Um, it's like, oh, that's what that hair looks like all along. Um, <laughs> that should not be that funny to me. You know, it's actually, I heard this quite a while ago. Icks. Like, you know, girls have icks. Guys, I don't know. We don't really call it icks. Like, things just, we're just like, ugh. That's kind of nasty, you know. I was like, yeah, it turns me off. I'm good. I don't like girls like icks. Like, oh my god, when they do this, it'll be the dumbest things. Like, oh, like when they like completely shave their pubes, it's disgusting. Makes it feel like I'm with a mole rat, you know. With these weird icks, like, oh, when a guy walks with his heels 
Like when he lands with his heels first before the middle of his foot. Oh god, it just makes it look like ugh. It's like I'm sorry, are you Doctor Scholes or some shit. I didn't know you were the carrot caricature. I didn't know you were the judge of how someone should walk, right? Now look, there are walks that I can understand be unattractive. It's like the guy's just walking to work. Like fuck, the man's going through it. Um, it's like, oh, the way like you know he gets nervous with his hands. It's like, I mean, unless he's about to like you know snatch your purse or something. You know, Jesus, the guy just has OCD. Relax, let him eat his rice krispies treat in peace. But that's the thing with these icks, right? Um. I had an example for this, but it's the dumbest. These these things, it's just like something to complain about, right? Like, ooh, you know how icky it gets. Oh, sorry. You know I have to bring Drake into it. Uh, I I can honestly say I don't think a girl has ever told me. That she has, that I do something that's like an ick. I've done something that annoys girls that are maybe gross in some ways. But an ick is different. Ick is like something that you don't realize. And something that you do nonchalantly. And you don't even know whether you should care about it or not. Like it's one thing like high, like hygiene. Like girls say, oh, like don't wear deodorant. Like why do you not wear, how come you don't wear deodorant as often? Like, you would be like, yeah, I don't want to go around smelling. I didn't know that. But it would be dumbest things like, you know, his eyebrows. He's like, they're just not, re- like, I don't like how light they are. You're just like, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to go get some Garnet Fructis? And fucking dye them to make you feel better. Like, well, like, what the fuck do you want me to do about that? Like, oh, you know, I don't like that. You know, he wears Skechers, and you're like, all right, well, I don't like the fact that you have one foot that's longer than the other. But hey, you know what? Maybe that's why you. Have a cast on your foot. Um, a cast away. I'll sign it for you. You know, so you have my autograph and then sell it for eight thousand dollars a couple years from now when I'm the top ten podcaster in the world. Solo. I'm riding solo. But I don't know. You know, this this show is really just me pulling shit out thin air with a lot of truth and keep talking and making it interesting. And if you think it's easy, do it. And you're probably like, sorry, I make seven figures a year. Why would I want to do that and embarrass myself for the public to see? And I would say, good point. I could be making 18 figures a year. I will still put this camera on and make people pretend to care about what I have to say. Because I need you to listen to me. Um... You gotta be careful of that. Always want people to listen to you. Because you know what? Everything you say, you really want people to listen. Sometimes you want people like, I hope they didn't hear that. I hope they don't take what I say about that seriously. Uh, God damn it, I gotta pee. 
Oh, Jesus. This is why you prep before. But yeah. So I guess I'll, you know, final thoughts. Right? It's about time to do final thoughts. It's Christmas time of year. It's holidays. It's spending time with the fam. It's spending time with your loved ones. It's pretending you're okay with certain people you work with, even if you're just like, shut the fuck up. Um, (laughs) You know, we all have certain types of way to enjoy this time of year. Now, I think the biggest thing to make sure and always remember is that Magic City's open, you know, um, <laughs> always open. I've actually never been to Magic City. I was actually invited, though. I was invited about a year ago by a group of co-workers for my birthday. You know, back when I could allow, you know, to interact with co-workers if I wanted to outside of work, you know. Now I can't because, you know, I'm a man of position. You know, they don't always treat you like it. Um, oh, look at Clint airing out dirty laundry. Well, give me two days off and I'll be able to keep it clean. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. As Jordan Pitt, clean your room. Clean your room before you start coming into mine. I can't tell if he's like trying to be like a old England an old England warrior attacking the Grand Canyons. Uh, the Crusades. Um, but. Yeah, look. It's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just important to take care of yourself during this time of year. It can be very stressful. A lot of people. Have a lot. Of, like, this is one of the most stressful. There's a lot of pressure to buy things. There's a lot of pressure to spend money. There's a lot of pressure to. Not have any time or thing for yourself. But it's always important. That you're the tree that everyone's trying to put their gift under. And they want to, you know, give you a little ball rub. Hey, who are you to stop it? Um, <laughs> I don't know why I somehow was trying to make a serious message. And I made a you tickling my balls. But I'm the tree. And... You're the one going under me for cover. Because I'm an undercover brother. Alright, I'll stop. Alright. That was episode 241 off of Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, my mind is love galore. But scissor. It's the weekend, and I want more. Have a great day. You're my nine to five.